Everybody and welcome to a mini-sode of Pod Stallions. I am Brian, and with me to my left is Jason. Hello, everybody. And we thought we would do um, a topic that there certainly isn't a dearth of videos about on YouTube right now. And I haven't seen any. The Snyder Cut of Justice <laughs> League, which was just like everything, you know, it was in between like puppy videos puppy training videos and snyder cut if you want to know where my brain is and i i finally sat down and watched this over um three nights because of the aforementioned puppy and um you know i thought it'd be fun to kind of talk and give our take on it because you know everyone needs to have their two cents on this and there's really nothing else to talk about like well there's i just think there's there's been so little coverage of the Snyder Cut. At no, point, it's I feel so like overlooked. We really need to. <laughs> we really should do our part and uh, bring some attention to this thing that uh, nobody's talking about. Yeah, now I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I didn't actually mind the theatrical version of Justice League. I I was uh, I was something of a something of a eh, that's okay. I enjoyed. I mean, this stuff is all kind of gossamer to me and. Um, I haven't been really thrilled with DC's kind of darker take, but the Snyder Cut was, or the, the the original theatrical version had some high points. It wasn't a a great film, but I I, I enjoyed what it was uh, for what it was. Um, and I was not in the release of the Snyder Cut camp. I like really was like whatever. But when they announced it, I was like, well, I, I'll I'll watch it. Of course, I'll watch it because you know. I like superhero movies. I like Justice League, and but I had very low expectations. How about you? Um, yeah, it's it's weird. I remember, I mean, for me, it like sort of put COVID into perspective because I remember reading about this as a possibility. Um, I think right when COVID was sort of kicking off, maybe I almost remember where I was when I read this thing might be happening. Um, so that that was kind of an interesting feeling to suddenly go, oh God, it's already here. Um, uh, to be perfectly honest about the, the DC output of the last, you know, 15 years or so, I like the first two Christopher Nolan, uh, Batman movies. I think the third one is, meh. um, but I, you know, I, I own them. Um, uh, but I think the first two are, are terrific. Um, I really liked wonder woman. I thought it was terrific. That first mm -hmm. one, yeah. um, you know, didn't like man of steel, didn't like Ma Batman versus Superman found some of Justice League fine. So again, I don't have like like I know going into this, this is not gonna be the animated product. You know, the the Batman the animated series, the Superman animated series, the Justice League series, the two of them. Um and I just want stuff to be good. I want to be able to be surprised or or you know, you know, there there it's it's not a waste of time. It's not like completely I don't think these things are, you know, abominations or anything like that. Um, so so I was um, I was kind of looking forward to it, uh, partly because, yeah, there's nothing going on. Um, and also, um, you know, superhero stuff, exactly what you said, like superhero stuff. Like, let's see how this is. And um, 
I wasn't real keen or eager to, to get to it, but as long as it was going to be offered, I was certainly going to, you know, dip in and, uh, and give it a try. Um, and so I, um, it's interesting. I feel like that my overall takeaway was that just because it's, it's four hours long doesn't mean it's necessarily better. Arguably things are more linear and it's better than, uh, you know, the, the mishmash, I think that was Justice League. I think that's what hindered it is that it was tonally, it was kind of all over the place and you could sort of tell that somebody had come in to do something. Oh yeah. I, I, uh, I think the, that was the most fascinating thing for me in watching this was not that I had, because I, I, I'm like you, Man of Steel. I don't rewatch that often. Batman versus Superman. I thought was a real misfire with some really cool scenes, but like a bizarre plot. Um, but I mean, I bought the Batman versus Superman Blu-ray because there was scenes cut out of it and I wanted to see the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I was perplexed by the scenes that were cut out of it because they made the movie make sense, mm-hmm. slightly, slightly more sense. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just completely like, why did they cut that? You know, like sitting there. <laughs> um, so with the Snyder cut, it was more like I'm I'm one of those people that. Like I want, like I'll buy a disc of two versions of a film to see what happened, you know? Yeah, um, sure. Like I, I have that kind of curiosity. So, you know, combining it with also like the Justice League is like, well, this is just made for me. I can't wait to watch this alternative version. Um, so I was, I was in like Flynn on on that on that angle, I guess. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised at. Uh, at its coherency well it was you know what it is that that's a good it is true it is it is much more coherent than and again these are all this these are going to be a bunch of spoilers at some point in this thing so if you haven't seen either of these things you might want to stop this but um you know for me it was it was um when when plot did come in i've seen things be critical of the the info dumps and the plot that goes throughout this but i would say that there's a couple of key scenes one in particular that tells you the gist of why all of this is happening in a much clearer way than the joss whedon cut did uh and it involves the team and it involves the boxes and superman and all that stuff they just sort of have this you know round table moment and you go oh okay that's yeah that kind of makes sense <laughs> like yeah. that's what all the running around is and you know for that i i i give it credit and um you know a lot of things i think work work better than the the than the the theatrical one i think it's uh, my my it's not prejudice but my sort of perspective is that um i never get the sense I, I just get the sense that they're in a big hurry, that that they know that what Marvel has done, they know the the record that they have. Yeah. And there's a lot of hurry up. Let's let's, let's build, build the universe. Yeah. Let's, let's build the universe. And, um, you know, kind of having to put this thing out kind of, you know, you know, I was talking to Alex and he was like, yeah, and they put it out, the, you know, like the day before the, the Falcon, you know, Winter Soldier thing or one of the either either the finale of one, I forget what it was. Yeah. And I, and I said, he said, he felt like it was a bit of a, you know, a, you know, a, a dig or something. And I said, I don't know. I think Marvel just sits back and goes, yeah, go ahead. Put, put it out the same day if you want. <laughs> it's just, it's just kind of, it's just kind of letting everybody it, know again, that you don't, that you don't 
really know what you're doing with this stuff. But yeah, yeah you can put it out the same day. And that that's the biggest thing for me. It's like the thing about the, the Marvel stuff and now the two shows that are that are that are rolling out or the, the one we had and the one that's that's happening. Um, you know, without a unifying voice or someone in charge and, and it has to be the right person, obviously, yeah. because you and I could talk about many shows that we've liked or properties or whatever um it just kind of feels all over the place and i think that's the sadly that's what's missing throughout all of this with these characters is having there are unifying voices but they're not the right ones they don't seem to understand how these characters work you know what i find extraordinary too let me just throw this out and see what you think because you're more i think you're a little more dc than than me um Superman, I mean, Batman obviously is the most popular now, like he's all over the place is, you know, like he's, he's, he's super, he's taken over Superman's spot kind of, but yeah. Superman is the character. I mean, he is the character, that symbol and everything. Yeah. Why do you think it's so difficult to get him right? I, you As, know, I, I would honestly say it's not difficult to get him right. Um, if, and Captain America, like Chris Evans take on Captain America proves that people do like an old fashioned a uh, good guy. I think Superman has always been well cast, whether it was Cavill or Brendan Routh. Yeah, uh, I'd say that. Yeah. The the problem I have with the last two or three Superman films is, um, you know, the, the 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 Superman Returns was completely too mired in the Christopher Reeves universe. I think that should have been let go. I think they should have just reinterpreted rather than try to bring that magic back. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fine, but it's, you know, it's, it's well, we got uh, that kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which was painting it in the corner. Um, and then, you know, I, I really like Henry Cavill as Superman. I, th- I, think I do he's too. A fantastic Superman. But he's great. But is something he kinda... ab- something about Snyder? Um, Snyder seems to really like Frank Miller, and uh-huh. he uh-huh. he seems predilected with which which to me like I would really like it if everyone just gave the Frank Miller crap a rest. Um, he's not the only defining you know like that Dark Knight. I, I've never been a big fan, and. Um, there's a lot of interpretations of Batman that could be done. And I just think that what he chose to do with the Superman character was interesting, but somehow it missed the most important thing about the character in that is Superman is supposed to be better than us. Yeah. And exactly. um, Exactly. And his Superman is, you know, like it's, like when you look at the scenes in um, uh, Batman versus Superman, especially, you know, he's saving people and people are like, you know, worshiping him like a God and he's making this pained face. And it's like, what are we supposed to do with this? (laughs) You know, like what are we as an audience supposed to do looking at this? Like, are we supposed to feel empathy? Because like he can fly. And he's indestructible and he's, you know, he's a good, like, I think, I think they really needed to kind of get rid of that. And, you know, just the real dichotomy of Batman and Superman that, you know, that would be this, (laughs) this guy who breaks people's legs, you know, to, (laughs) and this guy to get answers answers, and this guy who's a big, you know, super powerful boy scout. And that like, We've never had that on screen, and that would be new and fresh. And there's your conflict in the movie. Um, 
you know, and and I just I just don't understand why we haven't gotten that. We've gotten that. If you've ever seen the Bruce Tim, you know, world's finest film, that is the Batman Superman movie that, we should have gotten. That and, is, I was talking to somebody, uh, was it you? I don't even remember who I was talking to. But I, I said that, oh no, I know where it was. But I said, if you've never seen that, because we were talking about the Snyder Cut with a couple of people, and I said, if you've never seen that, you need to watch it right away. Because in in one or two scenes, just scenes, they understand the dynamic between Bruce Wayne, Batman, and Clark Superman um, instantly. Like you just, you just go, there it is, right there. And yeah. It's the scene. It's the scene when they meet in person, and then it's the scene when they fight that night, and then the coda to the fight with the tracking device kind of thing. Yeah. It's all in in a, in a sequence of about six or seven minutes of screen time, and you go, holy shit, there yeah. it is. There, that is that is the definition of people understanding what these characters are and giving you the goods, you know, giving you the, the, the story. So. So, yeah, there is this there is this um, with, with the with the Snyder stuff. It's like there's a reluctance to let Superman be Superman or there's a there's a way to do like the, you know, uh, Chris Evans, Captain America is a, is a great example. And he, and he 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 walks the line perfectly. Yeah, I mean, he really does. Like he's he's good and he's decent. Um, but you know, don't piss him off, you yeah. know, and, and they, they could have done something similar with Superman, but this darkness, this, this, I know it's, it's yeah, over, it's, over discussed. And but, I, I just don't even understand why it all, like why it all has to inhibit everyone. Well, that's know? the other thing. That's the other thing I'd say. Yes, that's perfect. That I was going to say, as you were talking about man of steel, you know, there isn't like, like. You know, I couldn't stand the flash in the Joss Whedon cut. It just it just it just because it felt because it felt crowbarred in to me, mm. whereas whereas I didn't mind him in this one. It didn't feel as forced to me. It felt like kind of need a little bit of that in the midst of everybody having issues. But on top of that, am I wrong or does everybody have daddy issues? Um, like, like, yeah, they're, 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 that, that Batman, movie. Superman. Aquaman's got stuff. The Flash has a father in prison. Wonder Woman had a, a, she was made out of clay and doesn't doesn't have a dad. And Cyborg. And it's like this is just redundant. This no, is no, just the, like No, no, I think I think that's actually Justice League's theme is daddy issues because also Steppenwolf in this and film Steppenwolf. Yeah, is supposed exactly. to be Darkseid's kid. Um so yeah, no, there's definitely that's definitely maybe it's maybe it's heavy handed, but there's definitely the, his recurring theme. And I'll respect that because it's intentional. I, mean, um, I do. I do to a degree. But it's kind of like while, while we could say that 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 Cyborg is better served in the Snyder cut uh, way by, better screen, served. by screen time. I also go, yeah, he's he's kind of a pain in the ass, too. Like like, OK, I get it. Your dad did something. You know, it's like this constant it's a drag. It just seemed to, those are the bits that I just was like, this is, this is really overwrought with the dad stuff. Like, like all of them, you know, and, and I don't know enough about the original Aquaman and what his thing was. Cause this is, you know, he's actually doesn't, he has mom stuff. He's got mom Uh, stuff. Well, he was, cause that was, that's what I always felt about the Aquaman movie was that they kind of threw in Patrick Wilson that was kind of their way of going. I know you want this. I know you want the blonde, yeah. old school. Oh yeah, there was definitely an intentional thing with Orm looking. You like know the the aqua or the comic yeah. Aquaman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna give you, uh, you know, 
uh, fraternity. Uh, I, you know what? Um, I think I think viewing you know Jason Momoa's just general charisma onto that character really helps. Uh, I'm a huge Aquaman fan, and I kind of like, well, you know, they've kind of made Aquaman cool, and. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a. I don't have a humongous. Problem I don't. I don't have. That. I don't have any. I don't really have any. You know, he didn't show up when it was. He was announced, and I went, "Oh man, <laughs> you know, how come yeah. we're not getting blonde?" No, I have yeah. no. I have no connection to the character. I just feel. I don't. I don't like it when, if anything, feels too, kind of forced. Yeah. And it just seems like if you're, because Momo is, like you say, he's he's a he's a charisma machine. I mean, yeah, the guy yeah. is like you can't take your eyes off him. But if everything's, I don't like you coming around here because I'm drinking beer and I'm doing beer, beer, you know, it just is like okay, let let's let's find another way to tell the same story with this who this guy is kind of. And it just when it when it, you know what I'll say this when it works, I think it works pretty pretty well. And I did not, I sat through it in one sitting. I watched the whole thing in in one sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I actually, the parts I liked seem to be the parts <laughs> that people seem to hate the most, which is the last 30 minutes or so, the last 20 minutes of all the weird, you know, endings and disparate sort of threads. And I kind of liked all that stuff. Yeah, for me, and I'm just going to say this, I thought that it diffused what was, I thought, a terrific ending, which okay. was the Flash's saving the day i didn't see that coming and i was really impressed with that because it's also world building like i think that's flashpoint is going to be him going back in time and saving his mother um so i i I kind of thought that was like hey this this is a nice surprise and then we get you know this tacked on martian manhunter ending with a Ben Affleck that looks like it's four years later. <laughs> like he just. So was that? Let's let's talk about that though. Was that? My understanding was that there's only like 15, 10 or fifteen percent of that Snyder cut that they was fresh footage. Am I wrong? Yeah. Well, that? I I, the... have, I don't really have. Um, I think a lot of the money went into like redoing some of the effects and and um, from what I understand, like it's amazing what Whedon added into the film like a lot of jokes like bad jokes and yeah and, like the boob the boob joke thing with the yeah. fallen on wonder woman thing yeah yeah a lot of that kind of stuff and then um no what 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 i think was tacked on is the um the martian manhunter scene which was supposed to be a green lantern scene but uh for some reason according to my son I, i'm gonna get all oh is that is that the is that the deal? So, so was that guy meant to be? Like, Originally, in, in they the, had another actor playing uh, John Stewart of the Green Lantern Corps. Oh, they did. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. So mm-hmm. that dude, but that guy, because he shows, he's in Man of Steel, right? The mm-hmm. Batman, Batman versus he, Superman. He's in, he's in both. He's uh, in both. So yeah. was he meant to be John, John John Johns this whole time, or was that tacked on to? I don't I don't know, but I just thought his scene the scenes of injecting him where he's mother kent martha kent i didn't kind of get like i thought that was a weird like why why would he do that and um so i'm not really sure what that was about but i did um i did sort of like um well i I didn't really mind the ending with him coming but then that that dream sequence ending yeah, it wasn't. He didn't, wasn't, fr- he it didn't wasn't like fr- to see. 
it was See, okay. I, I think I liked it because it was weird and it was like, I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know who's, and he mentions Harley and then, you know, uh, the sexiest man alive who does his best to look gross in every movie. Um, Jared Leto shows up and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is weird, you know? And I, and I, because I was seeing it, you know, I think I saw it that afternoon maybe. And so it's all fresh and I'm thinking, oh, they're going to make some big announcement next week. And like, here's what's coming. And maybe Snyder's coming, <laughs> coming back. And because it wasn't the, wasn't the gist of it that basically Snyder was, was, was breaking, was going to do a justice league movie that was in two parts or was it three parts? Was that his plan? I think, I think it was, yeah, I think he was going to do this film and then, um, he was going to do a second one where Dark Side invades. I think that's what it was. Um, okay. okay. And and but you know I would really like to know like what what seems to have happened is they lost faith in him after Batman versus Superman. And you know to me, well it's hard to tell because you know he's finished this now four years later after all the criticism and all that stuff and maybe he's learned a lot. Um, but this is probably his, you know. I, I personally view it as his best DC film. I'm not raving, but it's like I would I would say this, that I, this vision is coherent and uh, it's not for everyone. It's you know it's probably too dark. Like a lot of people my age seem to think it's they're they're sick of it. They're too you know it's too dark. It's too. Um, but I I actually found it the least bleak of all of them. Although you know I don't need. I'm I'm tired of Batman with machine guns too, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, I I wouldn't mind seeing something a little more, not not Marvel like, but a little more true to DC, I think. And um, <clears throat> I I don't know DC to be this kind of like dark and violent. Maybe it is because I don't really read comic books anymore. Well, I but, think you the the Miller the Miller. Uh... Yeah, the Miller influence is too much for me. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it, again, it's over, it's overused to say that, but when it's it's true, it's true. It's like I feel like that's that's that was that pocket of time, uh, you know, Watchmen included. And you, yeah, you know, you know how much I love I love Watchmen, but you had that tilt toward the dark yeah. um, that 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 you know never really left. I mean, you still had you know it got bright again, but there was still this way of doing things more adult and different and, and so on. Um, you know, it's funny because you look at, uh, what Nolan did, Nolan, Nolan went back to the comics, but he went back to the Denny O'Neill, uh, Neil Adams era. Yeah. Of Batman. And you can kind of see that you get the, the grounding it in reality and the, you know, the, 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 the more bond esque kind of escapades and things like that, uh, which is kind of what they were doing. They were kind of riffing on, uh, Lazenby, you know, uh, the, 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 you know, Magic Secret Service kind of vibe. Um, this one is, it's, it's Miller, but it's, I wonder if there's a, a correlation between Miller and his kind of worldview and Snyder's worldview. Cause Snyder is, uh, you know, is a Randian. He's, he's a, he, you know, follows, you know, Ayn Rand. Yeah. 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 I, I, I wonder if there's Atlas something, shrugged. Yeah. you think there's something, something there that's sort of, I a, think, I think that really um, has a lot to do with his uh, view of Superman. I, I, think it, I think it infects his Superman uh, with that objectivism. And I think that's the wrong take personally. Yeah. I, I don't think, I think Superman, Superman is not, Superman is, is an altruist. He's uh, somebody who gives of himself. 
And, you know, I mean, you know, I've, I've read Ayn Rand. I, that was passed around at business school when I was young and, and, uh, it doesn't work for Superman. It just right. doesn't. Um, and, and I, I just, I think that template should be put away. Um, and, he should and, you be, know, to, to me, he should be, he should be the optimist. He should be aware of his gifts and the optimist. And if he's got angst or if he's got hang up, it should be because he can't be everywhere at once. That he, you know, he is, he is the American ideal. He's an immigrant, yep. you know, who makes good. Um, yeah, it's, I just, and I think that performance is in Cavill. I do. Um, I think he's, I think he's, uh, yeah, I think he's underserved. I think yeah. he's, he's, there, but he's, you saw a little glimpse of it in, um, in, in justice, the, this, even in the Snyder cut, he's, I not, think you see more of it, more of it in, I think he's better served in Snyder cut yeah. than he, than he has been in the other two. Well, I, I, did, the, I think the Whedon one, they tried to, they tried too hard to be this, you know, happy go lucky Superman, but I kind of liked Cavill as that happy-go-lucky Superman, you know, um, you know, mustache, you know, CGI aside, I won't get into that, but um, oh, yeah. you mean like the opening? Oh yeah, because that that was all Whedon stuff, right? That the was all Whedon with the stuff. Videos yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah, of it, some of it. Like now, I don't like. I don't know. I don't. I'm a man of two worlds. Um, <laughs> you know the justice That's league i think i watched right. it a bajillion times because it was on like our pay-per-view all the uh, time and i that on and uh <laughs> but now i look at it and i go like oh now i see what was intentional and what you know like even the opening sequence of wonder woman being a badass i prefer uh the way well, for the most part, I prefer the way Snyder handled it, other than like Wonder Woman blows up an entire building to stop a guy, which is like. Mm. Well, and then she looks at a, a child yeah. who's probably traumatized yeah. at seeing the destruction in front of her yeah. and <laughs> says, uh, you know, how are you OK? And she's like, I want to be anything I want or whatever, yeah. as opposed to, you know, let's get you to triage because you're, yeah. you're <laughs> mentally scarred now. Um but the, but the Superman thing, the thing that, like, maybe I'm wrong. Did I miss, like, the, the you know, he comes back and he's got the black suit, which is, you know, pretty freaking cool. That's a cool way to differentiate and make it a little different. That's another, that's another does thing anybody, I never want to see again is the does anybody man. Does anybody comment on it? Does anybody ever say, hey, you know, nice, that's a new outfit, isn't it? Like, that's a new, like, does anybody actually, like, acknowledge that he's wearing this other thing? Any of the other characters say anything or it just is? I forget. I, I don't I don't remember. I mean, that's added into the Snyder Cut. And of course, it's from the 1990s, you know, Death of Superman, which, I again, is another thing that I wish we would just get away from um, because it's, you know, it was a gimmick. And um, there's so much better Superman stories to be told. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It just it just smacks to me of, again, if you get somebody in charge that. And I, and I know this is cliche to say at this point, too, but like if you could imagine, you know, the 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 writers and the producers that worked on all the animated stuff, you know, the 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 series, the, you know, Dini and Tim and um, uh, the other guy's name, uh, Andrew, not Andrew, uh, the, you know, if you if you said to them, like, hey, let's you guys take a whack at it, you know, give us a script for these two characters or this thing or whatever. 
that's what the, these characters need to me is some kind of unifying vision that understands why these characters are so popular, why they do what they do. Cause people are going to see it anyway. Like it's going to, these movies. But you, you know, yeah. But the word of mouth kills them when they're not good. And yeah, they have these great opening weekends and then they, you know, what I mean, uh, Aquaman, Aquaman made a billion dollars. Yeah. Aquaman. Yeah. Okay. But Aquaman was actually a pretty decent film. Um, uh, you know, I, that's, well, that's you know, <laughs> obviously, no, but it's obviously personal. It's obviously personal taste, but yeah. I mean, you know, Aquaman, uh, Batman versus Superman, Man of Steel, Justice League, these movies, they, they, and I know it's, it's, it's relative because Justice League cost all is said and done. I think the original Whedon thing was like $300 million. Yeah. So obviously 600 million, you know, isn't a hit. It has to make ridiculous sums, sums of money. But, you know, these things, people were st- it's like, like none of them were duds. None of them were like financial duds. They, they weren't, they were never going to be the Marvel stuff because they couldn't keep up that pace. They just didn't have yeah. the plan. But, um, but I just, I, anyway, I just feel like if, if somebody could lay something out that wasn't so mishmash and it still seems like they still don't quite know what they're doing with the flash movie. And I think there's a black Adam that's, that's happening in 2022. They've been talking about for a decade and, then we've got the Matt Reeves Batman that's happening. Yeah. Um, you've got the TV Superman show that I've only seen one episode of. And I actually like that guy. I think he does. Uh, my job. wife is hooked. She says it's a great Oh, she show. is? Okay. Yeah. So uh, okay. I haven't, I haven't watched up. it, but. Um, but I like yeah. him. I like his, his, I like his, his, his presence, his screen presence, that guy. Yeah, he, he works for me. Um, yeah. I, like I'm, I kind of burned out on the CW, but I've been told this is actually quite a good show. I'm in. Yeah. Well, it's um, it's no Pennyworth. I keep telling you about Pennyworth. <laughs> I'm telling I'm still, you, I'm still muddling through the second season of Doom Patrol. I love it, but I it I takes love Doom ever- Patrol. Yeah, it's wonderful. I love it. Yeah. Well, it, see, that's what I'm saying. Like a Doom Patrol, these things, you know, like if you get the right voices behind this stuff, I think it's. It's a well, that's, that's a it's show that money. can be dark and absurd, and I accept it. And um, but I think that yeah, like as as much as I did like Snyder's Justice League, and I certainly felt like the cyborg stuff, especially he's kind of the heart of the film, and, and uh, um, I thought that was weird that he was so cut out of the the the, the Whedon version of it. Like God, um, I, I think that was a huge misfire. But I think it still you know i don't know if we should end a film with the justice league decapitating someone you know um oh, i sure. forgot about i forgot about that well it's not just that it's like they rasputin him you know they like yeah somebody takes a punch and then somebody lasers him and then somebody kicks him in the nuts and then the head goes through <laughs> and like they everybody gets a shot at him on the way through the the portal or something i forgot about that yeah wonder yeah. woman goes oh yeah i forgot about that well see that's there's also a couple of moments that are like there's like an f-bomb and there's a couple of b-craps and whatever and i don't i don't find them jarring like you know <gasps> but do they need to be there but do they really need is that really what yeah. you know there's there's ways to go r that you don't have to go i don't i don't necessarily think that that these characters or these things should be you know, they, remember they talked for years. I don't know if it's still it's still floating out there somewhere. Um, that that Tarantino wanted to do a Star Trek movie. Yeah. And I don't know if he wrote a script or if anybody's seen anything or he had a story idea or what. But the the question was always, 
is it going to be like an R-rated Star Trek or something? Well, like, I don't. Are they don't gonna, isn't like Picard got the f bombs in it now? And Picard's, like, Picard's. Those are actually the most exciting parts of the entire show. Is when you hear an f bomb in Picard, actually. Um, I, but I just think, you know, do you really want to go R with Star Trek in any way, even if it's a one-off? Like, like I mean, I, I may be again in the minority here, but like the Joker movie, the uh, Joaquin Phoenix one. Uh, you know what? Two hours of my life, I will never get back. Yeah, I will never rewatch I, that. I just, I do not know what it was about that thing that it became this phenomenon of a, of a film. There's, I mean, literally nothing happens in this movie. It is two hours of absolute nothing. Um, I'm not sure what the point is. And then I also thought, well, you better, you really should give Scorsese a screen credit for this thing because oh, yeah. it's basically... It's just a mashup of Taxi Driver and, and King of Comedy. King of Comedy. I mean, full stop. There's no. Oh, I yeah. think it was influenced by. No, it's it's pretty much the same. Uh, I made I made a joke at that Oscars that Scorsese should show up in Joker makeup. <laughs> I mean, it's just. Like, I think that would clear the room. You know. I mean that that's that's the moment I kind of felt. This is this is what's going to happen to culture now. Is that you're going to have a whole ton of people that don't know what Taxi Driver is and wouldn't know King of Comedy if it saved their life, that are going to look at Joker and go, oh, my God, the, they really went somewhere weird with this. And it's like, yeah, it was done, you know. And it was done <laughs> they went, really they went to the well. video store. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it, this happened already. Yeah. You know, so, I, but I that I just don't, I don't know what the point of that was. It's just, it's just an, I don't know. But it, it, clearly I'm wrong because it was it cost nothing and it made a ton and whatever. But I, I don't know if you need to. I think Nolan did it right in, in, in the sense of going about as dark as Batman needs to go with those with his his the first two yeah, movies. Especially. I, I think that the thing that Nolan that bothers me is he was uh, obsessed with this kind of hyper realism like explaining everything and not making anything too comic booky right and then the third one comes out and it's got the it's ridiculous i, just, I mean I, it's oh. it's just ridiculous like uh, no offense to those that like it but like what has bane got on his face what what is that like you know just just to begin like this character is not it's bizarre i, I know and that it, i yeah, I go on these these tirades about voices and accents and things. Yeah. But, you know, this this isn't like happening. This isn't live theater. You know what I mean? Like this performance isn't happening on stage uh, opening night. And then the director can go, you need to bring this back or push that this way or whatever. This is some of this is happening on set, but 99 percent of it is happening in post. OK. Yeah. And you hear this voice and go, that works. That's going to that's going to work just fine. Yeah. He is unintelligible throughout about 30% of it. And and then the voice, the accent and the voice itself are all over the place. There's a section when he first meets Batman downstairs in that, like, underground thing. Yeah. I would bet you anything that they didn't get Tom Hardy back in to do some ADR. And they got somebody in that tried to sound like him. Because it is so jarring. This moment in the film where all of a sudden it goes from to like, ah, you're working with and it comes up a complete like two octaves. And you're like, who's that guy? Where did he come? So that's the kind of shit that I just go. None of that makes me forget. You know, I don't forget any of that when I'm watching what's happening on screen. Like it's, it's just getting sillier and sillier. And 
it, it, it was, yeah, I feel like it's the more I've seen it over, you know, the more the years have gone on, the more I've seen it, the more I feel like it's just not even in the same ballpark as the first two, you know? Yeah. I, um, I was kind of, I just remember like I was a huge fan of the first two films and then yeah, that, that, that I went to see that one in the theater and was kind of like, what are they doing? You know? Um, and why is he all broken? Like it's only been a couple of years. Like he's, you know, he's really, he's really yeah. broken. You know, they just, yeah, that was, that was not a good, n- none of that worked out well, I don't think. But the first two I think are, I'm saying as far as darkness goes and like, you know, breaking people's faces and stuff. Um, yeah. His scene, his scene in the jail cell with the Joker is, is about as far as you need to take that character in a movie. I, I think. Yeah. Cause yeah, eventually I, I think you're right. You're trying to sell toys. You know, you, you, you want kids to, yeah. you know, yeah, you, know, yeah. you don't want you you don't want your eight five year old in the Batman cape run, run around the kitchen dropping f bombs. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's not a good look. Yeah. So would you recommend the Snyder Cut to friends? Absolutely, because I well the people that I that I know that would would know this stuff or have seen this stuff I don't know how you can't watch this. You don't have to dig it. I think it's fine, but uh, I'm glad I saw it. I think it's all of this is good conversation and good um you know there's there's certainly moments in it that work and um people are trying i mean it's you know what i mean it's i think it's i think it i think you're right did you i think it's probably the most coherent of the dc warner brothers stuff yeah i i feel like and 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 you but you you know i know you like you like aquaman but um aquaman to me is just like a a giant video game and so it's just there's so much yeah i mean i I prefer shazam like like that kind of a film where there's a lot of heart in it and um that's interesting i I had a lot of fun with shazam um and i liked wonder woman you didn't like shazam i uh i did not i didn't hate it but but i but i have i mean i have less connection to shazam Oh. Than I than I do to Aquaman. I'd say he's just. I mean, I know who he is, and it's you know. But my biggest problem with <laughs> my biggest problem was that you see the two kids. The one kid who's going to become Shazam. He sounds like this. He talks like me. He's kind of like, yeah, come on. I don't like this. I don't want to be a foster kid. I'm going to do. Come on. I'm going to do this thing. He is an adult already at 14 or 13 or whatever. Yeah. Then he becomes a man, and he's like, yeah. How does a Slurpee work? And it's just. And then it, there's that, you know it goes too far with that wacky big type stuff that I just, I don't think it worked. I mean, for me, but people loved it. It made buckets of money and everybody loved him and it. So what, again, what do I know? But it just, it wasn't my, um, I, I, I think, I think, you need, with, uh, I think you need darkness and light and you need yes, a little absolutely. salty and sweet. And yes. uh, yeah. But I prefer uh, the one with Kirk Cameron and Dudley Moore as father and son. And they swap bodies. <laughs> God. Remember that was like a, a genre for a while. It was. Like there was like... It was. But wait, was that the second one or the third one? There were three, I think. There was big. There was the. There was one, one with, with the... Judd Nelson and Fred Savage. Um, there Judd was Nelson and Fred Savage. Yeah. Um, yeah, I forget what that. Who cares what that was called? And the, uh, so the third one was Dudley Moore and Kirk Cameron. Was that the one? Well, there was also one. Oh no 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 no! Hold on, Judge Reinhold. It was Fred. Sa- it was Judge Reinhold. It was it was um, vice Judge, versa. Vice versa. Yeah. Sorry. Did I and say Judge Nelson? One, yeah. But then the very third different one, film. The third one was called like Father Like Son. And that was yeah. the Dudley Moore. That's yeah. when the formula broke. Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> also there's also like Dream a Little Dream, which is one of the Corey's becomes young. 
I think both and, Corys are in that. And isn't there one with like um, George Burns? Uh, yes, yes. Eighteen again. Eighteen Jeez. again. Yeah. Why do I know that? No, but that's but that's not a swap. That is, I believe, oh, is it a swap? No, it is a swap. It is a swap. It is a swap. So Burns becomes like an eighteen, a horny twenty-year-old, and 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 the other guy starts acting like George Burns, just like doing a George Burns impression, I think. Yeah. No, I think I think it's, I don't know if that's a body swap. Send us letters, let us know. But I don't think that's a body swap movie. I think it's I think he becomes eighteen somehow, or his his thing goes inside to his thing. That sounded bad. George Burns' yes, persona. Did. George Burns' persona goes inside the young gentleman who's in the film, and he starts talking like this, the whole movie with this guy. They switch their souls. I just Wikipedia'd 18 again. It's in my search history now. By the way, you've just been flagged. The Canadian government has just flagged you for something because you looked that movie up. Um, So George Burns is walking around acting like a youngster in that movie? I guess. I... Really? I think we need to watch this. We need to have a we need to have a viewing party and record it. Yeah, I'll be right over. <laughs> um. There you go. Where else are you gonna get? Let me tell you something. Wherever you go to get information about the the the, the uh, Snyder Cut, I promise you, no it one will, will be not talking. segue into <laughs> father son body switcheroo <laughs> movies. You will not get body swap films of the late '80s in that conversation. There may be a good reason why, but. I don't care. Uh, I think you're all the poorer for it if you don't. So you're welcome, everybody. Enjoy that. Well, thanks, everybody. We'll uh, we'll be back very shortly. Thanks, everybody.